Hello, I'm Luke Curdenine, the host of the Golf IQ podcast, and we've got some very exciting news here in Golf Digest land. It's a new newsletter available exclusively to Golf Digest Plus members, and it'll land in your inbox once a week. It's the greatest newsletter in all the land here at Golf Digest, but I admit there is an upstart rival in the ranks, and it goes by the name of the Low Net newsletter with Sam Wyman, who's here right now. Sam, what's the lowdown on your newsletter? Well, my newsletter, Luke, is the reason that you are competing for second place at best. My newsletter, as you said, is called Low Net. It's geared towards golfers like myself, who are very much in the middle of the pack at your course or your club. It's a, a game I live and breathe, and, and I'm obsessed with getting better. No, in all seriousness, it's a great read. It's full of not just really interesting and helpful stuff, but really relatable stuff from the man who probably loves golf the most of anybody here at Golf Digest. So head over to golfdigest.com forward slash plus. Sign up and start enjoying both of these awesome newsletters each and every week. Uh, you were known as a bit of an enforcer, I guess, right, in the NHL. I wonder, of all the golfers that you've come across, who do you think would have the most intimidating physical presence? Okay, so I had a guy, Jason LaBarbera, who I played with, tell me a story because he, he has a buddy who's a professional golfer who ended up getting invited on mm. <laughs> Welcome back to The Loop. I'm Alex Myers. As always, I'm joined by Steve Hennessy, Christopher Powers. This is a special edition uh, previewing Capital One's The Match, which obviously you can see on TNT or streaming on Max. Uh, of course, this is the ninth edition of this made-for-TV event, which has had a bunch of different kind of matchups. One of the main consistent things, though, has been Christopher Powers being on hand <laughs> to cover it, our boots on the ground. So CP, once again, you are heading down. This time, well, we'll get into the course, but I, I guess it's in, it's in Florida. But first, tell us what's different about the uh, the format this year. I thought you were going to say that it's been all men, which also would have been true. That's true, too. That is true. Um, but yeah, this is the first one with two women. Groundbreaking. Lexi Thompson, so... Excited for that. We know uh, Rose is a golf Twitter uh, darling, as we know. Lexi, say what you want about her. Um, been the face of the LPGA ever since she kind of teed it up. So uh, should be good. I think it will be good. Uh, I'm excited to be down there. I missed the last one. My uh, flight got canceled, unfortunately. It was the um, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes one. But uh Thrilled to go back to this one, especially the fact that it's in Florida. It's a little cold up here right now, as we know. But uh, yeah, we'll get into the format. It's a skins game, so that means 1v1v1v1. It's not teams. This year, they're playing 12 holes under the lights. Second time, it'll be under the lights. Hmm. I was at the first one with Spieth, JT, Tiger, and Rory. Very interesting event. Um, excited to see how this one plays out. I believe that on the par threes, they're all playing the same tees. <clears throat> and there's three or four par threes. I forget how many. Maybe only two. I don't know. And then the rest, ladies will play the ladies tees and the men will play the, the back tees, which in my opinion, I think kind of favors Lexi Thompson. I think you can make a legitimate case if uh, there's no, unfortunately, no odds right now as we're recording this. There will be, I assume, first thing Monday morning. Um, you can get Lexi at plus odds. I'm sure she will be plus odds. Um, I think you can make a legitimate case for her. She hits it not as far as Rory McIlroy, 
but she's uh she just right. played in a pga tour event oh, uh the shriners she almost made the cut uh was really impressive especially considering how bad she had been playing to show up at a pga tour event and uh, be one shot from making the cut beat a lot of names we know there's a lot of names beneath her name so um i think it c- could uh, be advantage lexi the way with her uh with her length off the tee and she it's was actually... playing so much better at the end of the year obviously yeah. at the at solheim but then after that and then at the biggest event sorry steve i, I want to get your thoughts steve obviously on the course we just got an email from tnt sports pr with a little more info about the match i don't know if you guys knew this um holes one through four are worth a hundred thousand each Uh holes five through eight 150k each holes nine through 11 200k each hole 12 500k on the line then we got some other uh competitions throughout that should spice things up what a perfectly timed email. Perfectly timed right. email. They knew I mean, they, we were PR, recording. We are coming through. It's like they knew we were doing this and they pushed this out. Um, the third hole, there will be a pods closest to the hole contest. Uh, hole five is a DraftKings sportsbook closest to the hole. So these are all closest to the hole on the four part threes, as you mentioned. Cole's closest to the hole on number eight and on number 11, Golf Digest closest hey. to the hole. There we go. Getting wow. And then on each of these holes, I have a couple notes here. If a hole-in-one is made, $1 million will be donated on that player's behalf, mm. and the player whose shot is closest to the hole on the and on the green will have 100000 donated on their behalf. So a lot of other stuff going on. I'll go through these notes and see if there's, there's anything else that we should know about this event. But, Steve, tell us. We're ready to fire on Rose for closest to the pin, huh? Mm. I know, right? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Steve, tell us about the park in West Palm Beach, Florida. I think the thing to know about the park is this is completely different than any of the other courses that have hosted the match, you know, before it's been hosted at these ultra exclusive venues, you know, over $500 greens fees, Shadow Creek, obviously over $1,000. The park is actually a muni and somewhere, you know, we all could go play for, you know, it's still a green fee of like $200 or something, but, you know, it's a municipal golf course with a great, concept to it you know the first tee is is part of it um and it's unlike any other muni because gil hans and jim wagner uh did a renovation here completely transformed an old dick wilson course and it reopened last spring um it's fantastic from all the pictures and you know there's a hole by hole video on golfdigest.com that people should go mm. check out but this this is somewhere that really needs to be on people's bucket lists uh, very much like an Australian, you know, sand belt type of vibe, um, wide fairways. Oh, so golf Twitter will really like this. <laughs> you you would think with Rosang, you know, I, I know golf Twitter loves to rip on these matches, but right, right. this should be their cup of tea. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Tough one to ignore for them. Yeah. Tough, tough one for the haters. So, yeah, this is, this is going to be good. Awesome. Well, we should mention, too, obviously, who's involved in the commenta- commentating. And of course, we have a very special guest today, Paul Bizanet, aka Biz. He is joining us right now, but also he will be on the call with Ernie Johnson, Charles Barkley. So you got the TNT NBA guys there. You have Trevor, Trevor Immelman, who we all know from his golf coverage, and of course the Masters, Captain Tappen, and Christina Kim, we're making her match debut as well. And as Biz tells us, he will be working closely alongside. DJ Khaled. So it's quite an eclectic crew. Let's go. Uh, to be, yeah, exactly. Right down the middle. Uh, so anyway, CP, tell us about uh, about Biz before we get into this interview with him. 
Well, I had to explain who he was to you guys, of course. Uh, we're not, we're not, not totally guys. true. We're not, yeah. Sure. Well, me, I do. I did find it funny. I was thinking about some of our old guests and you guys like fighting hard for who was a great guest, Jim Gallagher Jr. Um, and then <laughs> me, me, I thought Jim Gallagher <laughs> Jr. was a great guest. And then me having to explain this guy with <laughs> like a couple million followers. He's all over TV, TNT, yeah. and he's got a huge hockey podcast. But uh, but I get it when you're not, you know, hockey's a niche sport. Um, and I follow it closely, so I know who he is, and and uh, yeah, very true. Um, so I know who he is. I I remember parts of his career, um, but no, he's he's known because of his post career, as he told us, media whoring himself out. Um, but it's it's good for all of us for, for content consumers and and creators. He's kind of doing everything, and he's really good at it. And you could you could tell he, when he was telling that story about. You guys will hear about Sidney Crosby uh, when he got him for the sandbagger. He has a content brain. He's kind of always yeah. in content mode. So yeah. we respect the hell out of that. I respect the hell out of that. Um, so kind of a thrill to get to uh, chat with him. And I knew how how good he would be. He's he's a, a genuinely like people call him the Barkley of hockey. Yeah. And I think it goes beyond just like he, he says whatever comes to his mind. Like, I think, you know, you hear about Barkley, like he's this genuinely nice dude kind of behind the scenes and like gracious with his time Paul Bissonnette is is the same way so um excited bonus emergency pod with uh with our electric guest Paul Bissonnette okay we are thrilled for this bonus episode with uh the great in my opinion Paul Bissonnette um super excited as the lone hockey fan on this podcast I'll probably dominate most of this interview but uh first of all thanks for being here Biz. Oh, thanks so much. And, and you get stuck with the intros. I don't do the intros on the Spit and Chicklets podcast. Except Neither do I normally. Yeah, yeah we, we made him do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first, yeah, absolutely. First question for me, kind of a kind of a two-parter. We're here. We should say why we're here first. Biz is going to be on the broadcast for the match on Monday between uh, Skins Game between Max Homa, Rory McIlroy. Lexi Thompson, Rosang. First of all, Biz, what's your sort of role? And then secondly, when you were throwing punches and taking punches in the NHL, did you ever think you'd be calling a golf match? Never, never. <laughs> uh, this, this life has, has been of a, a bit of a whirlwind. Yeah. And the reason I'm on the match is probably just because I'm a media whore. So anything <laughs> they ask me to do, I'll do it. And they stick me and throw me in the mix. And I love it. It's it's a you know I'm excited for the experience. I've obviously watched a bunch of them, right. uh, and the fact that I get to hang around with these elite golfers and just kind of watch them swing in person. I've actually been fortunate enough where I've golfed with Max Homa before, Sweet. and easily the best golfer I've ever golfed with. Like the way that he could stripe a golf ball. I did. Uh, I didn't golf with him, but I saw Dustin Johnson tee off a few times with us at Gauzer when I was there. Okay. In the because uh, Wayne and uh, a bunch of hockey guys live there. So yeah. just the the way these guys can coil and hit a golf ball and never duff it, and it hits it right exactly on the club where they want it, I'm just mesmerized by it every single time, and uh, I'm looking forward, about, uh, looking forward to watching it in person uh, again. Sweet. Well, yeah, as you, you know, do your research on, on these guys um, and gals, you know, what are you most excited about, you know, learning or seeing, you know, uh, in person, um, you know, what, what do you think is going to be like the most surprising thing to you, you know, to, to see these, this match go down? 
I, well, I mean, I don't know how the banter's going to be. You never know really yeah. going in how, uh, how they're going to be joshing at each other. Um, I don't know whether I'm maybe going to poke fun at a few of them for maybe uh, instances throughout their golf career. Wit has let me know that Rory does struggle with the putter sometimes. Am I, am I crazy here? Yeah, that's, that's pretty yeah. spot on. He probably would have won a few more majors if that wasn't the case. Yeah. yeah. And that's what Wit kind of explained to me. So yeah. maybe as I warm up with him, maybe kind of insert some humor <laughs> in that regard. Maybe not. I don't know how serious Rory McIlroy takes himself. So it's like, I'm just pumped to get to know these people and, and have some laughs on the golf course. And even more importantly, like I'm stuck in a golf cart with DJ Collie. So wow. another world win along with watching some amazing golfers. I get to hang around with, uh, with one of the, the goats and rap music. Yes, yeah, well, so at least from a producer standpoint. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. For sure. No, yeah. So, t so tell us exactly what you're going to be doing. Then you're going to be out on the course on in a cart with with DJ. What what's going to be going on, guys? I have no clue. I'm getting okay. sent for a video today of what the cart cam does look like. Oh, nice. Of more of an idea. One other element that I'll be providing is I'll be kind of conducting the the like the pre round round table. I guess okay. when they're kind of fielding the questions, yep. so we'll have a lot of fan questions. Um, I'm going to be going through it with my buddy uh, Jeff Jacobson, who's kind of my right hand man, and, and we bounce a lot of creative and, and fun ideas off one another. And we're going to dig a little deep on these guys, so we can kind of come up with with questions of our own. So I still got a few days here to prepare uh, in between NHL broadcasts. So I'm just looking forward to getting a lot of personality out of these guys uh, before and, and girls before they hit the course. Uh, you're, I know you're, people probably don't think this or you put off this different personality, but I think you're a pretty deep thinker, Biz. And have you given any thought to sort of, you kind of hit this media scene at such a perfect time. You're just talking about, you don't even know what you're going to do Monday. They're going to tell you, you just did a Spit and Chicklets live cast, I believe was last week. All these different opportunities. You said you're a media whore, but these kind of opportunities weren't around 10, 15 years ago. Now there's so many different ways to consume the game, watch it. Have you thought about like, wow, I really hit this at, at the perfect time? You, I probably, uh, I probably uh, would say the reason it's kind of propelled the way it has is I just have always had a hard time saying no. And with the way that the media landscape has shaped, like even going back to my playing days where Twitter had kind of just started and I was very, uh, I was very hesitant at first. And, and uh, I had a teammate, Scotty Upshaw. Uh, he kind of persisted that I hop on it and eventually mm. I did. And with, you know, from Twitter and kind of getting involved in that, then Instagram then became opportunities and getting interviewed more, even in the hockey realm where like I was a fourth line plug, like normally like guys like us are getting interviewed once a month, but because I'd shown that personality yep. online and just throughout the years, like, you know, everything has kind of evolved. And from that ended up jumping on the podcast and, I would say without the podcast of Spit and Chicklets, there's no way I ever end up on TNT uh, with the NHL coverage, and um, and of course through through Wayne and his kids because I when I was playing in Arizona, I met the Gretzky family, and Trevor was the one who told Wayne like, "Hey, you should get Biz next to you on the panel," so he recommended it. And oh, nice! Nice. Anything Wayne asks for, he gets because he's yeah, dope, right. He's got some clout. I was very very fortunate in that regard, and like you said, like. You know, if you go back 20 years ago, like there is no Twitter, there is no this. So maybe the only way I end up on a panel is if I have some type of credibility as a hockey player. We all know I didn't have that. So <laughs> I, I agree with you completely. It's it's crazy how fast it's all evolving. 
and being introduced to, to the TNT family has been like a, it's been a dream come true. And not only just how they kind of treat one another and how it's one big family, but like you just said, the other opportunities it's been, been introduced, like uh, the simulcast, like the, that we did the alt cast, if you want to call it with spit and chiclets and their, uh, you know, their, um, their willingness to take risks and they took one on us. We tried it and we believe it was a success and it was great. Got great reviews. And then now it's rolling into this, this golf event, the match. So hopefully maybe one day we could actually do a collab of like the match and the sandbagger videos that we oh, yeah. do on our and Chicklets YouTube channel, which it became a hit. So hey, hey, who knows? Maybe we get like Wayne and Brett Hall versus me and Whit. <laughs> which the, the, the main component to obviously our sandbagger and golf videos are the stories and the, and, the, and the funny antics that end up happening on the course. So uh, it's, it's been a whirlwind and, and going back to your original question, no, that without these crazy landscapes and different uh, technologies, there's no way I ever, ever end up where I am. And obviously just like you, Max Homo was one of the first tour players to really embrace social media. And as you probably know, he breaks down random people's swings on Twitter and roast them. I'm curious if he's broken down your swing before and what, what he's had to say about it. I think he, he kept it uh, pretty, pretty nice when we golfed together. I think that I did ask him for a few pointers and uh, he did help me out, but uh, no, but going back to Max and how he he's been more vocal on Twitter. Um, I, I love it. Cause he, he, you know, shows the lighthearted and humorous side but he's also been open about his mental struggles as well. Mm -hmm. And it kind of in, in relation to like the hockey side of it, I remember when we had a breakthrough interview where we got Sidney Crosby and Nathan McKinnon in Halifax and McKinnon was very open about the fact that he was going through some mental hurdles and started working with a, um, a mental coach. So the, the Twitter aspect for Max Homa, it's been great for him to show his personality and now become probably one of the more known players on tour because of that but also his like vulnerability. Right. And I think that players have with the social media landscape have, have found a way to kind of interact with fan bases and, and show a lot of their personality and a lot of that vulnerability. Yeah. Uh, you were known as a bit of a enforcer, I guess, right. In the NHL. I wonder of all the golfers that you've come across, who do you think would have the most intimidating physical presence? Would it be Dustin? Would it be someone like that? Or who, who would, who would maybe think twice about getting, <laughs> getting into a scrap with? Okay. So I had a guy, Jason, the Barbara, who I played with, tell me a story. Cause he, he has a buddy who's a professional golfer who ended up getting invited on Ernie Els's private. Ah. <laughs> I'm sure. Okay. So if all your reactions mean you guys have heard the legend of Ernie. Yes. Els, oh, yeah. when he gets a little banged up. He likes yeah. to wrestle and goon like, it up with the guys. Yeah, I would say Ernie Els would easily be able to be in an NHL enforcer, especially if he had a couple cocktails before he went out the puck drop. He's a so huge. I don't know. I, we even had uh, Justin Thomas on yeah. our, our podcast recently. The interview hasn't dropped, but he ha he talked about a night that he ended up with Ernie uh, Ernie, and they were he was in their uh, like not their main house because he didn't want to wake up the family, but he had like a side house yeah. and. They didn't have any mix, so they were drinking like vodka and muscle milk till we had one. So Ernie Els is a complete mutant, and I can't wait to eventually meet him and shake his hand, and maybe even sign him to a PTO in uh, in a professional hockey league. <laughs> yeah, that I think that all checks out. Um, we definitely. What I mean, you definitely. Wait, what stories have you guys heard other than the ones that I've heard? Oh, oh yeah, the private plane. Steve Marino, right? Was yeah. I with him? 
That's the guy. That was you guys providing the content for us. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I don't know. It's a pretty <laughs> legendary story, but yeah, he like you said, a few cocktails and like it was a long flight, and kind of his way of passing the time on this long <laughs> flight was to mix it up a little. He's built like a brick shit house yeah. too. Like, oh, yeah. What is he? Six three, six four. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he's in his fifties, but he's still a beast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good answer. I wouldn't I wouldn't say anyone else either. Um, yeah. You mentioned, um, you call him Wayne. It's crazy. Do you pinch yourself every time you're with yeah. Gretzky? You're up at Gaza Ranch with him playing golf. He's next to you on the desk. He's grabbing your mom and, and you're poking fun at him about it. Is it pinch me every time you're you're with him? Yeah, in, yeah, it's 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 insane. And uh, but the the coolest thing about Wayne is just how cool he is. And how he's just like hanging out with any of the guys and his uh, ability, his ability to retell stories. And he's a hockey encyclopedia. So as a fan of hockey, just to be around him and just be sitting down with him, like whether it's, you know, just having a, a pop and, and just hearing all these old school stories, he just makes you feel like you're his friend and you've been so forever. So, uh, you know, from the, from when I, really first got acquainted to him when I first joined up with TNT where that's really where we kind of started interacting for more of a friendship level before it was just like, hello, Mr. Gretzky, right? Not Wayno. And I, w- I wouldn't refer to him as Wayno before I became, became uh, <laughs> friends with him. But, um, you know, I, I could really thank uh, Rick talk also a lot for opening up that friendship because, you know, he had been friends with him for years and years and years. And I knew talk from being uh, head coach of the Arizona coyotes when I was doing the radio broadcast there and doing the television broadcast. So he really helped open up that friendship and, uh, and allowed Wayne to feel probably more comfortable in front of me than maybe he would uh, a stranger. So it's, uh, it's been a whirlwind much like everything else we've been talking about. And I'm just very grateful for what the the game has brought my life. Yeah. Talk at former podcast, Steve. He was on on our pod and I was just going to say, so um and it seems like him and wayne are just total yeah. golf junkies too on the road they're you know trying to hit up every great course they can so it's yeah wayne wayne's definitely better talks a little stiff he's like me he's a very tense guy yeah. he used to chuck the chuck the weights around he still does he's a beast right so i don't think his we talked about the coiling early or earlier there's not yeah. much coiling going on in, in talk at swing it's more <laughs> of a, a half swing and power much like mine yeah what um what's Wayne like on the course you know Tockett gave us a little of, of that color but you know is Wayne making a bunch of bets on the course um you know I'm sure you guys are ripping it up when you're playing what's it like to play with him no he, he was just very smooth very relaxed yeah. out there to enjoy himself you know I, he's I, I would say that Wayne's probably about an eight mm-hmm. like maybe uh-huh. a little better on a good day I think he would say that Janet's more the shark Wow. wow. She is like, I, from, from what I hear her and uh, MJ kind of have a golf rivalry. So oh, wow. kind of sits back and he's very non-combative. <laughs> Wayne's like, I've already proved my, my athletic ability. Yeah. Like, go look at, go look at my hundred records in the NHL. I'm yeah. good. I don't need to compete anymore where Janet's got that competitive drive on the golf course. And, and she is, she's a stick. She's very good. Nice. I saw it's so funny. I would I covered we used to do this golf digest challenge and, and it was at the US Open sites. The last one we did was Pebble Beach. Wayne, everybody thought he had shot a 99, which was so fitting. And the whole challenge was if you could break a hundred. 
And then they informed him after it was over, he shot a hundred. He was so <laughs> devastated. It was, oh. and like no one could tell because people were hacking it all over the place. You had to count everything, obviously. He holed a bunker shot on seven for birdie, which oh was my insane. God. But then he topped his tee shot on eight. I remember. Anyway, it was crazy. It was, it was, it was a tough day. The like Drew Brees was a three handicap. He shot 103. So it was a, it was a brutal day. But anyway, it was, it was fun. But he was very smooth out there. I agree. He kind of, kind of kept his emotions pretty even keeled. What, um, what? I guess you know. How much research do you do for something like this? You mentioned trying to get to know the guys and the girls better. Do you know about the course? Do you have you been to that place before? I know. What else do you need to know coming into an event like this? It, it would be more so about silly stuff and trying to really drag out a personality that the, the you know, maybe the co common golf fan wouldn't know, and right. then you know maybe get even them interacting and. Uh, so more about that stuff, kind of like the Spit and Chicklets podcast, where you know we do focus on some hockey stuff, but it's more about like what are you doing away from the rink? Like you know what what gets your mind working in in the morning, and you know what are you what what's consuming your day to day, and and maybe just opinion on uh, on and everyday life stuff too, right? Like like silly stuff. Right. So uh, probably not for me, especially not too much golf focused. I don't even like, I don't know much about these courses. Like Ryan Whitney on our podcast, who's our, the other host who yeah. played for the Pittsburgh Penguins. He had a tremendous career. It, it was shortened due to injury. He is the golf junkie. He yeah. was the guy where after hockey, he needed something else. Yeah. I'm about, I would consider myself an 18 handicap. Okay. Where I think he's worked it down to probably like a, like a one, maybe like a, a two on a bad day. And he's also trying to call, qualify for like the the mass amateur in, uh, in in Massachusetts, and he's he's going venturing out. So any course that you mentioned to him, yeah. he would know about it and and have, would have probably have played it. So I I'm uh, I'm a bit of an idiot when it comes to the golf guys. <laughs> uh, you're talking about the sandbaggers before. They're they're basically former NHLers. You said getting the stories out, but you've branched out. You've had other barstool personalities on. Have you guys talked about? say a Max Homa and he gives you guys a bunch of shots and, and doing it with like tour professionals, or do you want to kind of keep the brand as former hockey players telling stories, yada, yada? No, we're definitely going to continue to try to evolve. We, uh, we, we had Justin Thomas on our podcast for an interview recently, and we got him to agree where if he wins the masters that he will come on for a sandbagger. So that was okay. nice that we had, him, but uh, we yeah we're gonna look to evolve and get any type of like whether it's an actor comedian. Uh, we tried to uh, get uh, Will Arnett when we met him in Toronto to agree mm -hmm. to one. Well, that would be that would yeah. be an hysterical one. And uh, for those of you wondering, so these uh, the 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 sandbagger golf matches we put in our Spit and Chicklets YouTube channel, they it happened organically when we talked about that earlier about that Sidney Crosby and Nathan McKinnon interview that we were going to do in Halifax, Nova Scotia. So where it's like, hey, we got our white whale. We got Crosby. This is going to be huge for us. And then he's like, hey, let's go golfing after we get the interviews done. So, of course, my wheels are always spinning. I said, hey, would it be okay if I brought Pasha out, our videographer, to film the match? Well, no response goes <laughs> to me. I, I texted him again, like maybe a week later. No response. Go oh. finally, eventually, I, I I try to persist again. He's like, "Hey, let's just do the interviews," and I'm like, "Let's just go out, no cameras." But yeah, okay, no worries. <laughs> so we get the interviews done. It like it was in. We were so fired up. The interviews went incredible. They were both about an hour, maybe over an hour. 
probably the most in-depth interview you would have got with either of those guys, especially at the time. And we go to the course, and I remember telling Pasha, I said, hey, I said, we're going to tee off, pop out around the second or third hole. (laughs) So sure enough, we go, we send him the pin drop, he shows up to the course, and next thing you know, Pasha, like, basically comes out of the bushes, he's got the camera, we're cutting a promo, and I I had negotiated shot a hole, so I was an 18 handicap. Boys, I pay the best front nine of my life. I think I was three or four over. So I went drive middle of the fairway and then dart to the middle of the green. So I basically would have, you know, two two putts to win at every one. And Nathan McKinnon snapped. He snapped because Witt was like biz. He goes, if you keep chucking darts like this, they're going to call you a sandbagger. But he said it very (laughs) quietly. Mm. And And then Nathan McKinnon was like, fucking right he is a fucking sandbag <laughs> and and then next thing you know we had our new name for our series the sandbagger invitational so we can not only thank him for our white whale interviews but also for naming our, our new golf content on our our website That's so amazing. yeah so it was funny how, how it all derived and after that i obviously got the itch but most of the time i'm golfing it's during those matches and uh, that frustrates wit a little bit because my handicap has not improved yeah you gotta you gotta put in a little work but you're a busy guy um one of my favorites of those is the one you guys did with jeremy ronick and timu solani and i mean solani is chirping you and ripping on and what's that like to have you know such a legend in hockey like ripping on your golf swing like while it's on camera that's that's got to be pretty crazy well you know both of those guys uh you know I believe Timo's already a Hall of Famer. Jeremy Roenick, in my opinion, should be a Hall of Famer. I mean, 500 goals, one of the best American-born players of all time. He's not a Hall of Famer? That's nuts. That's nuts. I don't know anything about hockey, and that's nuts. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, him him and Keith Kachuk should be in the Hall of Famer. There are are still a few guys in that category who still can yet to be inducted. Uh, I don't know what they're waiting for, but eventually it will happen. But when you play any sport to that level – the amount of confidence you have is something that I'll never understand. So them just talking that much trash and then piping every single shot, you know, like, like I just talked about middle of the fairway, right to the, you know, 10 feet from the pin draining putts while they're yawning, just being like, get these, get these losers off my court. So to not only have them do that, stay concentrated and then give us all these iconic backstories to their careers all in, in a four hour time frame. It was remarkable and something that I'll I'll never forget. Like it's <laughs> like I, I guess you gotta have to go watch it. But Timu told a couple stories about yep. pranking his head coach Boost Boudreaux, pretending to be Wayne Gretzky yeah, and <laughs> on the day of a game, like on the bus, and and then goes oh like he goes turn around, it's Wayne, and then like Boudreaux turned around and it's Timu at the back of the bus, <laughs> like messing around with his head coach like that, yep. just. Just things that I'll never be able to do. I'll never be able to comprehend. And uh, like definitely the probably my top three sandbaggers uh, we've ever done. Has to be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, just uh, steal a question from that Chris usually asks. You mentioned obviously these big interviews with, with Crosby and, and obviously talk about, you know, working with Wayne Gretzky. Who would be a, a white whale guest for you now? Or to get on a show, who 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 is who you you would actually? I mean, you've gotten so many, but who are you still looking for? So so Mario Lemieux is not a big mm. interview guy. I okay. think he really likes to fly under the radar, and it would just I mean, 
you know, barring like health issues and, and injuries, you know, he, him and him and Wayne would probably be neck and neck and stats. Right. right, uh, right. But You know, longevity is a, a component to it, but he'll go down as a, a Mount Rushmore guy from a playing perspective who we definitely love to get on. Um, probably somebody that you guys could relate to is Brett Hall. I view, yeah. I view him as like the John Daly of golf. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, like, like John Daly golf, Brett Hall hockey. They just uh-huh. kind of like the same person where uh, just highly intelligent can gas beers and, and just have <laughs> a, a, a great time and also cork a golf ball. So he, right. along with the stories, because he was another guy who was extremely confident and had a, a really cocky, but yet funny sense of humor. Some guys could get away with it. Right. Uh, Ed Jovanovsky was another guy I played with who was like that, who, who was pretty funny. But I mean, there's stories of you know, Brett Hall, uh, you know, I think it was Mike Keenan. He had him go serve a too many men penalty. And uh, when Brett Hall came out of the box, his, his teammates sprung him for a breakaway. And Brett Hall literally just lifted his stick, allowed the puck to go by and skated towards the bench and went on the bench. And Keenan's like, what are you doing? And he goes, I told you, I don't serve too many men penalties. So, <laughs> Just the the amount of spite you can have in the midst of a hockey game and to know that you could do that and not miss another shift is it's just iconic tales from, from a wild man who had 700 goals in the national hockey league. Just that, that brief clip of him at the all-star game mic'd up is like, I would, I would pay for an hour of that. That's what I'm saying. It's just, it's, uh, and, um, Uh, talking about highly intelligent guys were saying that they you could give him the hardest crossword and he would be done it in five minutes yeah. really wow. yeah just <laughs> one of those guys where he's just so so smart and probably a reason that he was just able to understand the game more than than a lot of guys ha- had ever understood it and the way he was able to get open and and just his shot and, and everything about it man he's uh another hall of famer Sweet. Well, last one for me, Biz. I, I know you're, you know, a Phoenix Scottsdale guy. I'm sure you've been in the waste management a bunch. That's been a, a hot button topic this year after it got crazy rowdy this year. I'm wondering, as a hockey guy, like, do you think it got a little too crazy this year? It, you know, you've been there a bunch. Uh, I was there on the Saturday. Oh, okay. Is it a little too there. out of control? It was. They shut the drinks down. Yeah. I it, the, the only thing that went ra- wrong was the weather. And yeah. the fact that because they were allowing everybody in, the walkways had been minimized to just the cement, where normally people are just, you know, they're just walking on the grass and they're not yeah. having a hard time. Everybody was slipping. Everything was getting congested at certain points. And, uh, yeah, for, for whatever reason, and something that I heard was they weren't checking the tickets. So they were just really allowing anybody in on the Saturday. <laughs> But I, I want to say the Thunderbirds put their hand up and they're like, yeah, you know, we had a bad day. Right. It, was yeah. was that a fake quote that I read online or was that real where they just took <laughs> ownership for it? That might have been I'm fake. Not I'm sure. not sure. But it's probably accurate. Okay. Well, it's it's accurate. It might be a fake quote. But yeah, yeah they might have so had accurate. a bad day in the regard where they let things get out of hand. But it's so good for the economy there. It's such a fun tournament. They're probably gonna dial it back a little bit more with more security and, and less uh less antics, but it was just more of the the idiots who were getting so buckled and following the golfers around and being donkeys. Like I don't yeah, right. it, that that to me is more about the onus on the on the fans showing up. And you know, if you can't handle your booze and you're gonna start heckling golfers and and I don't think you belong there. It's more right. about being supportive, having a good time and and uh, you know, and 
you know, getting into some stuff, uh, into, into some extracurriculars. So you're not, I mean, you've probably heard some, some shit, uh, on the ice in your life. You're not of that kind of opinion. Like, oh, these guys can't handle this one, one week a year. You, you you think the fans did go too far. Um, I, well, I, I, yeah, I guess I just don't know about golf. It's cause you're more yep. root for people where you don't root against people. So right. yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely found that like some of the clips I saw, I mean, who is who is the captain of the Ryder Cup? Zach Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, he's been getting abused. And you know, <laughs> I don't know how you guys feel about how he led the tournament or or <laughs> how maybe you know, maybe he's a little bit on the dorkier side, but you know, that's I mean, there's probably a few dorks out there a on a lot Twitter. of golfers are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's just that's just their personalities. Right. He might not have done himself any favors by by barking back, but I definitely think that people were going overboard in the way that they were they were treating him and barking at him. And what some people were like just hosing in the bunkers while guys <laughs> shooting like ten feet away and stuff, <laughs> like squatting out deuces and <laughs> on, on, yeah. on the fringe. Uh, it got to be a bit much. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll let you go. I I need one hockey question. You've been un- unbelievably yeah. gracious with your time. Oh, no, I'm a New sure. York I'm a New York Rangers fan. I know you've done battle with uh, the Rangers fans over the last few years, made some, the Igor Shesterkin claim two weeks ago or, or last week was pretty crazy, but I thank you because I think you've awoken a, a giant in him. <laughs> sparked, oh, you sparked him a bit. Are you A, joining the bandwagon or B, nervous about how good the Rangers look right now? So um, not nervous. Uh, I don't think I'm actually going to jump on the bandwagon. I'm actually I'm a little concerned about the, their, their right side. They don't, they don't have like they, you know, Wheeler just went down. I think he's going to yep. be out for the season. Um, and I just think that they're thin on the right side. They don't really have anybody very dominant. So um, overall, if goaltending rounds itself out and their, their defense is great, they got a great decor. Everybody's all hands on deck. They'll block shots. They're physical. Their back, back end provides offense. So all in all, given how thin the East looks, I think it's anybody's game. I think Florida, in my opinion, is the top team in the East. Uh, I would probably put Boston ahead of New York Rangers, but I would say they're probably the third to fourth best team. But if, hey, man, if Shesterkin gets back to the way that he played against Dallas the other night, then look out, man. They could ride him all the way, all the way to the finals. So uh, uh, it it would be tough because we don't have the finals this year with TNT. So if the finals are there, I don't know if I could show my face in that building because I think I might shank. <laughs> I'll be watching We're not that mean. We're not that mean. I'll be watching yeah, the, the game. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, you. <laughs> but I'll be watching the games from uh, for, across the street at a pub, probably. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, or I'll be wearing a fake mustache with a disguise. <laughs> so let's see how good the makeup crew can do at TNT to help me out. There you go. That's a content idea. Yeah, yeah. that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. You guys uh, gotta make a move with a deadline for a right winger. Yes. Yep, absolutely. I think Drury will. He's he's had a he's had a nice year here. Um, yeah, last one. Do you do you have a pick for Monday? Sk- the skins format. It's everyone's playing by themselves. Yeah. Um, who's gonna win? I gotta pick my boy Max Homa just because yeah. he's the only one I know personally. And uh, and as we know, Rory sometimes under pressure struggles with the putter. You know, <laughs> coming down to the wire, maybe I'll start getting in his ear. Does that happen <laughs> at the match? Draymond was doing yeah. it at the last one. Yeah. Okay, well then, there there's precedent. Yeah, yeah. buckle up. There's right. precedent. We'll get DJ DJ Collie with the boombox out there and start yeah. playing, <laughs> playing in Rory's backswing. 
Very good. All right. Well, Biz, that was amazing. Exactly what I expected out of you. You're the you're the you're the goat, um, the goat media whore for sure, as you said. The uh, goat media whore. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Biz. I'll uh, let's definitely say what up Monday. I'll be down there. I would love to love to meet up with you. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. Awesome. Thanks again to uh Biz for joining us. And I have to say a special thanks to him because as someone who's 99% of my hockey knowledge comes from NHL, playing NHL PA 93 on Sega Genesis, which I always say, almost everyone he named was in that game. It was incredible. <laughs> it was like, who's who? Roenick, Brett Hall, Gretzky, um, Lemieux. I knew, I knew that I used to give Sam shit, our, our boss Sam Wyman, that Lemieux was like averaging more points per game than like Gretzky. And he talked about <laughs> Lemieux's. A career getting cut short yep, yep. Uh, so like i and obviously i know Sidney crosby so like i was all about oh uh what the coach keenan obviously i was the guy won the cup know? exactly won the, won the club 94 I, I watched i watched they just had him uh before the outdoor game they brought him back and i there's been some friction between him and the franchise from what i understand Interesting. Interesting. And they had him and Mark Messier, of course, come give the team a speech. Oh, and they went down 4-1, uh, so um, not great. But then they came back and won, which was an okay. incredible game. But, yeah, it was great. Like, I was, I felt like I could actually hang in that, that <laughs> hockey combo. It was, yep. it was pretty cool. So, shout out to Bronick. Bronick, a former oh, guest of the pod. Tockett, he, he mentioned a lot of Tockett. I, I really am stunned that, that Bronick is not in the Hall of Fame. I mean, yeah, he, pretty he's crazy. He's always considered the best. Oh, Kachuk. I knew Kachuk, too. Solani, like yeah. the best American. Oh, so yeah, Tavo, Solani, yeah, old uh, Anaheim Duck. Um, right. Finish Flash. Solani's in. I think Solani's considered like the greatest American player. He's not in the yeah. whole team. How is that? Possible? Yeah, no cup, no cup. That that hurts. No like, um, never won with the Blackhawks. Nope. No. See, they were a great Came team. Very. Three. They were the yeah. best team. Came very close with uh, the Philadelphia that, Flyers. That, Thankfully, that never got it done. That's crazy. He he and um, I'll drop another name for you. He and Steve Eiserman were the two Go. highest ranked players in the game. I believe they were ninety nines or ninety nine and ninety seven. So that to me is stunning. That Roenick. I used to love playing with the Blackhawks. Uh, Steve Larmer. I don't and, even know who um, that is. Uh, wait, Chris Chelios was the wings, right? Blackhawks and Wings. And Wings. There we go. It was Chelios. Yes. Yeah. See, I, I, know, I know those guys. I, yeah. That was a great era for sure. And a feel for, for Pucks. Um, the Sabres had Hashik and Grant <laughs> Fuhrer. Michael Pekka. Michael I Pekka. Mean, that's crazy. Right. How this is, is too possible? much hockey talk now. This is amazing. <laughs> I love Pucks. Um, I'm going to have to get into it and watch a little Pucks now that I know this guy. He's he's awesome. Yeah. He's and here guy. come the Rangers. I'm sure. And here come the Rangers. It's perfect. Banging down my game. door next month. I'll yeah. come on the bandwagon. Dude, it was like, 30 years ago, I was watching the games. I was yeah. in middle school watching the games. Knicks and Rangers went to the finals. OJ Knicks was getting chased down. OJ got, yeah, and, and the Rangers actually came through. Pavel Bure, remember that? Yep. Yeah, of course. Mateau, Mateau, Mateau. <laughs> Uh, in. Love, I love those guys. Sam's uh, gonna love this. this and Will, and, our, and Willie Irwin, who I was hanging with last week, he's like, he's head first. It's amazing. Yeah. But I was telling him, like, have you got, have you gotten into any Rangers history? And he said, no. I was like, you got to 
You got to start with the Matteo, Matteo goal. That's and- right. He should talk to me. I know the 94 team. <laughs> he I mean, should that's, talk to that's me. That's all I know. It's my wheelhouse. <laughs> I love He's it. Like, I what, which jersey should I get? I want to get the home jersey and the away jersey. I'm like, oh. Jesus, this guy, these my Euros, they, you know, say what you want about our Euro friends. They dive in head they first. They dive in. They're, yes. they're Dude, sports. Leech. I think yep. you won the con Smythe. Uh, Adam Graves. This is that tweet, dude. Uka boom. Just, can just Uka name, boom, dude. You can just name guys. Just boom. I do. Uka I do. Boom. No, he's a le- he's a legend for. Him. I think he was kind of like Biz. He was a yeah, yeah, yeah. tough guy, like a third line guy, like you know, throw Vira. Steve, this is great. Steve thoughts. Steve, is this worse than when we talk NBA? <laughs> no, because I actually like if you're you talking NBA, I, yeah, '90s sports. Yeah. Like I know all these right. names you guys are talking about, but you right. know. NBA and current day hockey. Yeah, that's that's oh. where I check out. By the way, <laughs> to transition back to golf, there are actually odds for the match. I found hey, what'd you um, find? All right, let's our, talk. Our guy Jeff Sherman over at the Superbook, of course, has odds that you could bet on the match. Um, so it's based on the most money won. So mm-hmm. the favorite is Rory at uh two to one, and then Max Homa is plus two fifty. And then Lexi and Rose are plus 350. So, you know, not heavy underdogs. They're kind of right there. Um, so, you know, if we're talking about that, these par threes are going to be worth a lot of money. And CP brought up, you know, Rose on a par three with her irons is is a good bet. Um, you know, there's there's definitely some money to yeah. be made been on, on the women um, getting that bump with the distance. Those odds make sense. We should explain if we have any novice listeners because, you know, if two tie, all tie and skins carries over. So, you know, this could be a real crazy sweat where, you know, the first four four holes are tied and then somebody wins one of the holes and they're going to be very hard to catch with that amount of money that they win uh, on that hole. So it's going to be pretty volatile uh, betting event for sure. But I still... Even based off what Steve just said, I do think Lexi is a little bit of value given how far she hits the ball and that she'll be playing uh, from a couple of tees up with Rose. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, I, I've never been. You guys have probably heard me bitch about it. I'm not. I'm not a big skins guy. <laughs> I feel like I'm the kind of guy who plods along, makes a bunch of pars, yeah. and then so I'll be like tie. I'll tie four or five holes in a row, and then you know my buddy who's been playing bogey golf all day makes one birdie and <laughs> yep. wins seven whole skin it's and like you want to take the putter putter to right. his head yeah sounds like, like me dude yeah. just six over through seven holes i'm you know <laughs> playing my one over two over i'm playing good golf here and i get nothing out of it so it's, it's to your point cp yeah that, that is why the the odds are so balanced because of course rory's going to be the favorite he's the best player and of course max probably going to be next they still do have a slight distance advantage, although yeah, who knows with the tees, it could it definitely will mitigate that some. Skins but, is the ultimate. Who the hell do I owe what at the end? Oh of, my yeah. god! <laughs> yes, yeah. You, you, you need a mathematician, basically. Right. It's that game it that on the first tee, you're like, okay, if you're doing a dollar a hole, let's say it's like, all right, the most you can lose is eighteen bucks, and so you <laughs> kind of go from there. But then it's like, oh, I won. If you win like two holes. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, I only lost like ten bucks. Isn't that? Isn't this what we played with Gordon when he was like? Yes, and it was somehow he ended up with like eighty dollars in his pocket. And I lost like a million dollars. Yeah, (laughs) I'm a big skins guy. Insane. So yeah, and and I I was anti skins before that. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure I've been on the you know lucky end of some skins as well. But um, it it is it is tough. 
Um, I actually like Homa just because, and I and and Biz kind of spoke to this. I mean, he's done obviously Rory's done this before too, but this is just this is like Homa's jam. Mm -hmm. Where it's like Tiger really wasn't Rory. It's he's better than Tiger at it, but it's still not quite there for him. Um, Phil, yes, but but like Homa, it's like. He's still in his prime. He's playing great golf. And this is just what he likes to do. He's so laid back. I think he'll be great, obviously. Rory will too with, with, the, with the ladies. But I just think that he's probably should be the favorite. And the fact that you're getting any sort of odds on him, I'd probably roll with that. Point. He's but, the least the least brand conscious of the four. So he'll uh he'll be in his element. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um huge opportunity though for obviously. The women, especially Rose, I mean, she was, I mean, we, we couldn't stop talking about Rose last year, but obviously the LPJ has been on a little bit of a break and she hasn't won since that first event. She won a Liberty National, right? Her first, mm -hmm. first pro event. She hasn't quite carried that momentum. So it, we've cooled off on her, but yeah, if she wins this, oh my God. It'll be yeah, big. that'd be big for her. That, that's Huge. another good point. Huge. Um, CP, what, uh, what else is on the agenda? Anything uh, you, I mean, you just came back from your big I know. LA trip. This is crazy. What, uh, what do you got? Anything else cooking down there? Or is it kind of a quick in and out for you? Quick in and out. Although I I'm strategically, um, planning it to be able to play on Tuesday morning for sure. For mm. show. <clears throat> Could be, what I have, what are you going to squeeze the pot in? Cause we got <laughs> I did think about that actually. Yeah. Um, could be a could be a Monday morning if you guys are can do it. We're gonna be on CP time. Monday morning. Uh, that's before it happens. Yeah, but Monday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair. Um, all right. Well, if I play early, no, I'm gonna my flight. I I still haven't gotten my flight yet. Um, oh, what? I'm gonna make it for Tuesday night. So hopefully play golf in the morning, and I'll have all afternoon to. Uh, yeah. Palm Beach oh. Airport's pretty quiet airport. I've been to before. I should be able to find a. A nice little corner to do the pod so um we'll, we'll figure it out people are getting a, a nice sneak peek into your planning process here yeah. have booked a flight for a trip you're going on in four days i'm sure the expense team loves that oh yeah for... you're, some red flags are popping up as we speak <laughs> well i mean blame we should uh, start searching for flights right now see how expensive they are Oh, I mean, man. I can't get it. I can't. They won't give me an account. I would have done this on my own. You got to give you an call, account. You got to call the number. You did. You've done it, Myers. You guys. Oh, I, I, it works for me. The account works. Yeah, for me. it works. I booked my, I booked my uh, master's tickets. Mm. Mm. I got to talk, talk about that, too. Uh, yes. Sure. Sidebar. OK. <laughs> all right. Um, anyway. All right. Well, should be fun. Uh, I'm excited to look. I'm really excited to look forward to to watch it because of our guest biz. I feel like I have such a pucks connection to. So. I I I will tell you now. He will be the star of the broadcast. That's awesome. Yep. Seems like it. I can see it. I can see it happening. Uh, all right. Very good. We'll have a good trip down there, and uh, we will come back on Tuesday to wrap up the match and talk about whatever else is going on in the world of golf as well. So please. Again, check out the max. Uh, check out the match on TNT, the ninth version. Uh, also streaming on Max. Um, enjoy it and uh, and bet safely. Uh, eh, you know, bet not too crazy. Uh, anyway, all right. Have a great time watching it, everybody. Uh, thanks as always to our producer Greg Godfrey. Thanks to everybody for listening.
Thanks again to Paul Biznet for joining us and check back next time. Hopefully CP doesn't heckle anyone on the course.